This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, or you can call me Fu, hence the name of the podcast. And today I have Ira Bowman. He's the owner of Bowman Digital Media, and he's just a serial entrepreneur where a lot of things that are, I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Ira, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show, Fu. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks for taking the time. So uh, let's kick it off with a quick introduction about yourself and uh your company or your companies. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Um, my name is Ira Bowman. I make my living as the owner of Bowman Digital Media. But uh, my first business, which is nonprofit, it's a philanthropy, um, is Project Help You Grow. So I kind of gained my uh, momentum or my visibility online. A lot of people know me from social media because I started this uh, nonprofit called Project Help You Grow. And I help connect job seekers, those looking for work, with recruiters and employers around the world who have positions they're trying to fill. So over the last five years, we launched in 2018. Over the last uh, five years, we've had 500,000 visitors on our website, which is really cool. And it's unique in the fact that there is no ads at all. There is no uh, subscription or any type of um, – there's no way to pay for it. There's no donation button. You don't have to buy a membership or anything like that. So it's 100% free help. And it's the only website that I know of like that, especially with the traffic that we get. So that's Project Help You Grow. And then Bowman Digital Media, what we do, basically our goal, our whole purpose is to increase visibility for our clients online. So, you know, that could be SEO, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, it could be social media management, which we'll get into a little bit. We also do graphic design and photography and video work but anyways all of it is designed with one purpose to get people from where they are online already over to the website of the client so i'm just trying to generate website traffic that is 100 percent what we're trying to do and then we let the client's websites do the heavy lifting amazing so it's it's that then is that same idea behind uh this help you grow right because there's, there's no no money involved so then it's just about the traffic is that what i'm what i'm getting well project help you grow started in 2018 the name project help you grow comes from i was on linkedin in 2018 with 1500 connections and only 1400 followers okay i had a very small following i wanted to grow because i learned how linkedin worked i understood what the first second and third level connections were for and I didn't have enough of them. So, okay, how do I grow? I said, I, imagine a situation where you want to grow, but you don't know any more people naturally. Like I've, all my connections I've already connected with, right? So how do you meet people on LinkedIn without getting in trouble? Because back then you could get kicked off the platform for trying to reach out to strangers. So I created this project. The goal was to have everybody who joined in the project to connect blindly with everybody else. Right. So we're, we have a group. You're inside it. You connect with everybody else who's a member of the group. And that was going to be a way that everybody could build their visibility on LinkedIn faster. 
Well, what happened with Project Help Your Girl, which was a huge success, um, as people were joining, they started to ask me about 50%, just over 50% of the people would come in and they would go, Ira, thank you for helping us grow on LinkedIn, but what we really need is a job. What I really need is a job. Can you help me find a job? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't have a way to help you find it. Like, who am I? At the time I was in the print sales. And so I had been a hiring manager, a department manager at some of the companies I worked at. So I had a little bit of experience, you know, interviewing and stuff like that. But I wasn't a recruiter or anything like that. So I'm like, no, man, that's nothing I can do. But somewhere in my brain, my mind is like most guys, we want to solve these puzzles. And so I started to chew on it. And I'm like, okay, well, what could I do? What could I do to help people find a job? Well, I was growing in visibility. I went from December of, I'm sorry, May of 2018, where I wanted to start growing, where I realized, okay, I need to grow. To December of 2018, the end of the year, I went from 1,500 connections to 25,000 on LinkedIn in 2018, right? In that seven-month period. So as I was growing, man, anything I started to post started to blow up, right? It started... I had a lot of momentum. So through that, I was meeting recruiters and I started to work with these recruiters about, okay, well, what can I do as a non-industry subject matter expert to help put some of these people in a position to be seen? And so the answer was I launched a website in 2018 that people could um, put their profile and they could build a profile. And they could add their resume and they could add their LinkedIn and any other social media links that they wanted to. And it would give the recruiters an opportunity to come in and do a dynamic search so they could put in you know, their credentials, whether they were looking for, let's say, a coder or somebody who knew Java or something like that, a location, so a physical you know, boundary, and then also a language preference. Maybe they needed somebody who could speak Spanish or French or German or whatever, right? So I built this out with, with the help of a developer. I was not in the website building space at that point. So I had one of my friends help me build this thing. And together we built the website and that's where it all kind of came together. And then my need for SEO, because this is nonprofit. So it all, it all ties together. So I had this website now and I had about 10,000 users on it, but I didn't have any marketing money. So how am I going to get people to see this in mass so that Google starts to put this up on the first page? Well, I needed to learn organic SEO. That's what we call it when you don't spend money. So that's where I started to develop my SEO skills. So through Project Help You Grow, if it wasn't for Project Help You Grow, most people wouldn't know me online. And certainly Bowman Digital Media wouldn't exist. It is funny. I didn't create it with the intention to do any of this. Like I said, Project Help You Grow was just designed to help elevate Ira and everybody else that was joining in with Thyra so we could all increase our visibility on social media. I was trying to sell print stuff and I was in the graphics print space. And so that's how I, that's how I made my living back then. That's a, that's a, such a cool story and uh, how you, you know, you, you evolve with, with time uh, giving like the, the opportunities that we're giving and the needs that you were filling for yourself and for others. Right. So that's amazing. Thanks for, for giving us that, that story. So, uh, you know, now that we got into SEO uh, and we just talk about social media, um, one thing that I really want to know is, um, you know, how to combine the two and, and how to do it efficiently. Because one thing that I advise to, to, my audience and to just everybody in my network is to focus on on 
building your own movement, right? Starting your yeah. own movement. And with that, yeah. the pillars is like the branding, the content, and the publicity strategies. So obviously yeah. this attached very, very it's very hand in hand with what you're saying. So given that, what what advice or or you know actionable tips do you have for people like me, right? That I want to grow social media and and for my audience of business leaders that want to increase their their impact, right? Through social media and SEO. Yeah. So my story starts with social media. And I think that's true for most of us, right? So we look at social media and go, okay, can I generate enough visibility and build my website traffic with social media? And the answer to that is yes. So in 2020, when I launched Bowman Digital Media, I didn't spend a single penny in um, PPC, which is pay-per-click or CPC. I didn't spend any, no Google ads, no LinkedIn ads, no Facebook ads, no YouTube ads, right? I built my website traffic just by making posts and engaging with posts on LinkedIn primarily. I had 150,000 followers, so it made it a little easier for me than it does somebody with a smaller network, okay? But that's, I had 150,000 individual followers on LinkedIn in 2020. So I launched my business and I focused almost exclusively on LinkedIn for me and my clients in 2020. Now, it was a good impact, certainly. And a lot of people could do that. And I'll tell you the number one thing you want actionable advice. Here it is. This works on every platform except for maybe Twitter and YouTube, okay? So if you want to grow on Instagram, you want to grow on Facebook, you want to grow on LinkedIn, this is TikTok even. This is the way you do it. It's going to sound... The opposite, people are going to fall out of their chair when they hear this. They're going to be like, really? It's that? Yes, it's this. Here's what it is. Stop wasting so much time making content because most of you suck at it. And start spending the majority of your time, like 80% of your time, making good comments. And here's why. Because everybody who makes a post is hoping that it goes viral. They're hoping that people see it. They want people to like it. They want people to share it. They want people to make good comments. They don't want the great share buddy or cool or great or awesome. They don't want that. You know what they really want? They want somebody to like engage, fully engage with their with their content. So if you give them what they want, there's this expression out there. It says people won't remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that's what this is. It's a dopamine hit. You're like, okay, you made a post about increasing brand. And I agree. That's so important, right? And then you talk about promotion. Okay, so that was the other thing. But in this part, you make a post about those things on social media. Now what are you hoping for? You're hoping that people will see it and engage with it. So if I give you that, especially if you don't know me, that's going to stand out to you far more than um, you scrolling the feed later and seeing something that I post that you're not necessarily interested in. And ironically, you may never see it because the algorithm may never show it to you because we've never engaged with each other before. So what are you doing by making these comments is you're increasing your visibility. It's like spreading seed in other people's gardens and their garden is going to help you grow. How? Here's how. I don't care how many followers you have. If you have 100,000 followers, 100 followers, or anywhere in between, you have a, a certain reach. It's a limited reach. I do too, okay? When I make a post, a certain amount of people are going to see it. Now, depending on what algorithm we're in, what platform we're in, that varies a little bit. But they all basically work in a similar fashion. Is It shows 
it does a test release. Uh, very few people see it, and then how they respond to it determines how it's going to go from there. It's going to grow or it's going to be put to bed. That's how all of them work, okay? Now, even if I have an outstanding post and all 100,000 or 200,000, I have 200,000 followers right now on LinkedIn, okay, personal followers. So 200,000 people see it. That's great. But what if I, and let's say I took, I don't know, what do you think it takes to make a good post? 20 minutes, an hour? Depends on what you're trying to do, right? Graphic yeah, design, video yeah. creation. It could be more than that, right? But if you're just writing a text only post, it might be 10 minutes. So you have to figure this part out for yourself. But however long it takes you to create a good post, and you and I both know it takes a while because you're trying to perfectly craft this thing you think is going to go viral. You're going to imitate people that you saw that had a big post. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to do that too, right? Take that time instead and make how many comments in that same amount of time? Go to like Gary V, Simon Sinek, any of your favorite influencers, whoever you think is is amazing, right? Bill Gates, whoever, whoever's your 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 guy, and then you put that out. How big are their audiences? In the millions, right? So you start making these posts, and if you make a good comment where you actually add value to the post, your chance of being one of the um, relevant is the word LinkedIn uses. So we'll just use LinkedIn's platform here. Recent or relevant, those are the two comment. That's the way that you can sort comments on LinkedIn, right? It's either relevant or it's recent. If you can get into the relevant comments of one of these large accounts on any of their posts that's seen by 500,000 people, 2 million people, your exposure just went through the roof. And then here's the, here's the caveat. Take those comments that you're making and always ask at the bottom, are you open to connecting? Don't say, don't send them a connection request. Don't say, are you are you so-and-so willing to connect with me, right? Ask, are you open to connecting? It's an open-ended question for everybody who reads it. You will start to get a lot of new followers and connection requests that way. And it'll be auspiciously, if you're doing this for the influencers that you like, it'll be the crowd that you're looking for. So you can not only build in numbers, but you can build relevant numbers, people that are interested in in what it is that you do. Okay. So, so one, one thing on one... that, um, when you say like, uh, when you put the comment, um, you just put like, are you open to connect like opening? So that way it's not just for the person of exactly. that made the post. It's like, are you open to, and, and do you put like, you're open to connect, just send me a connection request or that's it. Like, you or can just... do that. Right. I like to keep it simple. You keep it simple. Are you so open I, to connect? I, that's I'm it. like, Hey, are you, are you open to following? And I'll even put back, like I'm, I'm maxed out. I know a lot of people don't know this, but LinkedIn has a limit. It's 30,000. You can only have 30,000 first level connections. So I can't actually add new connections without removing somebody first, but they don't have a cap on followers. So I typically use the word followers and I'll let people know I have a graphic that I made and everybody can do this. It's on Canva or wherever. Super easy. I use Photoshop and full disclosure, but anyways, <laughs> um, what you want to do is, you, you know, make a little graphic. I've got like a business card little thing that I'll do. And and so when you have these follow me posts or open connecting type posts, I'll put that in there. I made it a GIF so it moves and, uh, you know, it catches the eye. It's blinking and it says, you know, follow me. I'll follow you back. Right. So you can do it in a variety of ways. But the main thing here is to let people know that you're open because what, again, are people afraid of? They're afraid of rejection. They don't want to be rejected. 
I don't like to send connection requests even when I have room on some of the other spaces because, again, I don't know if they're interested in me or not, and I don't want to look like a stalker or a creep. So I'll ask them, are you open to connect? A lot of times they won't respond. They'll just send the connection request, and I'll immediately accept it because I asked them if they would, right? But for everybody else, you know, they'll start to say, hey, this guy's open, especially if they see it, right? You start to get known for being kind or being open or being the other way, right? You get a reputation. You talk about branding. That's part of your brand. So asking the questions always makes the person who you're in their post asking, you know, making these comments and asking, it makes them feel good because they got engagement. But even if Simon Sinek never responds, which he likely won't, right? He ain't got time for that. So even if he doesn't respond, you can still get hundreds. You can get on a thread of hundreds. You know, if it goes, it's one of these bigger posts where, you know, you just met a lot of people you would have never met any other way. It's a great way to find people to build your influence in a space and to be seen as an SME, sub subject matter expert, right? It's a way to build your authority inside a vertical market. So figure out who the influencers are in your space. And there's usually more than one and save their, here's another actionable item. You can bookmark their um, activity, their posts for LinkedIn or whatever, right? Their content, you can bookmark it as a favorite in your browser and you don't need the, then you don't need the algorithm to show you. You just go there. You can also turn on the bell notification you too, right? The, yeah. You can hit the bell, subscribe. You can do that on YouTube. You can do that on a lot of them now. And LinkedIn now they yeah, have LinkedIn the too. bell. You can do too. It on, like I said, you can do it on a lot of them. So I think both, I think all of them, right? I think, uh, I like to bookmark either. because look, when you get a, when you get a, a larger network and as you grow, you actually have to, to kind of learn how to do things over in different ways. Growing pains is a good thing when you start growing, growing. But when I hit 10,000 followers on LinkedIn, I had to start changing the way I did things on LinkedIn. And then when I hit 20,000 and 30,000, 100,000 and 200,000, you know, things have evolved how I how I manage the following size that I do. But I love bookmarks. I've been using bookmarks um, for a long time. You categorize them and stuff. I too. do it by platform. And then I have I have people that I know and clients. And then I have, you know, people that are influencers I don't necessarily know. The so nice thing how you about my network them? size is it's allowed me to meet a lot of them on stage or, you know, at, as we participate at events together. So I've met a lot of the influencers and I'm friends with a lot of them now. But um, it was never my goal. When I started all this, it was not to be, you know, internet famous or whatever. Like that wasn't the goal. The goal was to sell print and graphics. So, you know, I was growing my visibility not for any commercial purpose other than, People can see my message and maybe if they're interested by my stuff, that's, that's how I did it. But, you know, now what I've learned is the network is your net worth. I know a lot of people, I, I make a lot of connections. We were talking in the green room about some of those, you know, some of my friends, Otis and Jason and uh, Dr. Young and all these folks that I know, you know, I'll send them leads all the time and vice versa. You know, I get nothing out of it. Like they're not sending me, you know, a cut of the deal. It's just, you know, you reap what you sow. So I got I've got an army out there sending me stuff, a referral army is what I call it. When you increase your social media presence and you grow your visibility online, your referrals will follow. 
But mm -hmm. in 2021, I learned something powerful. See, there are six main sources of website traffic. Social media is the second largest, but the largest is SEO. It's Google, right? So 90% of all searches that happen online for search engines happen on Google. That's the math. 81,000 searches per second. Every second on average in 2022, there was 81,000 people hitting the search button in Google. That's 7 billion searches a day. It's 210 billion searches per month. Well, as it turns out, 60% of all website traffic happens or originates in Google organic search. That means not the ads, but the actual results that they put the 10 per page. I learned that 75% of people that search Google will never go to page two. They're more likely statistically to have a second search than they are to hit page two or next. Okay. So with such math, here's the math, the way it shakes out. There are 210 billion searches that happen every month on Google. There's only 4.5 billion searches, I'm sorry, users, monthly active users on all of social media. And LinkedIn, which is by far the most popular business social media platform, which ranks 20th in monthly active users, by the way, that throws a lot of people off because they think, really, they know Facebook's number one. That's 2.89 billion monthly active users. YouTube and Instagram are the next two, just over a billion each. Okay, so there's the bulk, the lion's share of social media users is actually between the three, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. LinkedIn is number 20. It's number 20, just about 300 million active users per, per month, and about 70% of those are outside the United States. So and then you start looking at, okay, well, I can drive traffic from so social media, yes, but I can drive a heck of a lot more traffic from Google. So why am I not paying attention to Google? So SEO started to become really important. Remember, I started to learn SEO for Project Help You Grow. So we started to offer SEO services at Bowman Digital Media because now we could capture people on either end of the, the space. The super freeway of social media, of the internet is not social media. It is Google. But social media is like a country road, like a, like a country highway. It's still got, you know, you can still get 60 miles an hour and get pr pretty far, pretty fast. It's far better than, you know, an old driveway or something like some of the other ways that we generate uh, traffic organically. People just type it in um, an email signature. People could click on it. Right. Word of mouth. Again, somebody clicks on it. So ads are another way. Right. People click and, and go from an ad. So these are some of the other um, the other ways that people come, but the volumes are a lot less. So the two biggest sources of traffic are social media and SEO. So what I tell people to do is when you're creating this content on your website, make sure it's Google friendly because then you can take that content that's on, on your website and you can parse it up. So we call that long form content. You can, you know, cut out little snippets, if you will, of the information and use that as posts for post content. And then if people want more, you've got a natural way to bounce them back to your website. Like, look, to read more, to learn more, come on back to our website. Do that, always do that in your in your comments, by the way. Don't do that in the, um, especially on LinkedIn. You don't wanna put hyperlinks in your content on 
LinkedIn because the algorithm penalizes it. And, uh, you know, they don't want people to leave. If you think about it, it makes sense, right? They're here. We want them to stay. For whatever reason, they don't penalize comments. So I always put C link in the comments and then, you know. I do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people are doing that now. They don't necessarily understand why, but that is why it's an algorithm thing. The algorithm has things that it likes. It has things that it doesn't like. What's interesting about LinkedIn, again, this is the only one that I know of that's like this, and most people don't know this. When you hear somebody tell you they're a LinkedIn algorithm expert, I want you to laugh at them. Not to be rude, but go, which one? And they're going to have a puzzled look on their face. What do you mean, which one? There is no singular LinkedIn algorithm. Every single algorithm or every single person on LinkedIn has their own unique algorithm. It's AI generated, and it can change at any time. So it's static, not it's dynamic, not static. The fact is your algorithm and what works for you can be extremely different than what works for me. Now, there are some generalities I can share with you. You guys want, but at the end of the day, we want. you still have to test these things for yourself. Usually, for example, when they come out with a new product, they're going to promote that new product. And this again is true on all the platforms. So if they come out with shorts or audio or whatever, the newest flavor is it was polls for a long time. Everybody thought there was a genius because they could get 50,000 views on a post with a poll. Yeah, it's not because you're a genius, bro. It's just because they are promoting it. And now look at your polls. Crickets, right? Same poll. So what is polls? What is polls? I don't remember. So that. They would allow you to create a poll and ask a question and you could have up to oh, four Oh, polls. Oh, yeah, I, just, I guess I just didn't understand it properly. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, you know, with LinkedIn generally, excluding the new thing, but whatever the new thing is, you want to focus on that. Add that into your repertoire. Do that more because that's, they're going to help promote it. But generally, they want text-only posts. Now, I'm a graphic designer, so I make pretty pictures man that's what i do that's i've been doing that for a long time i started that in the graph in the print business right so i make i make images i'm a photographer i'm a professional photographer i take pictures every day so i'll take photos but a lot of times when i'm making my posts on linkedin i don't use them and people go why don't you and i go because the algorithm doesn't like it and if you don't see my post it doesn't help me so text only and then that stuff goes in the comments But um, the order typically is this. And again, you have to test this for yourself. But videos are usually the the biggest drag, native videos, because they take up huge file space. Then you have hyperlinks taking you to other websites are the second biggest drag. Photos are the third or images, right? So your carousal or your singular image, either way, those are usually the third. And then um, too many tags would be the next one. If you don't know what I mean by tags, it's when you hit the little at the A symbol and then start typing up the person's name. If you do that too often, or you do tag folks that don't respond too often, then you start to get penalized for those. But text only, what I mean is just write something out. No pictures, no hyperlinks, no tag. That's, LinkedIn likes that the best. And the reason why is it's easy to load. See, when you if you actually understand how websites are rated, they're rated in part by website speed. And so smaller files load faster and it's a reward for that. Mm. Plus, so, plus it doesn't look like you're trying to sell anything. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I mean, I'm still trying to figure things out, right? Um, no, no expert on content yet. Hopefully I will, right? In the near future. Uh, and I've been focusing a lot on short video um, yeah. and because it's just what's... Um, 
I what's moving the most uh, in in a lot of platforms like you know Reels, uh, and then uh, YouTube Shorts, and then uh, and TikTok. So for me, like well, I want to why, be. That's why it works. So to answer your question, the short the short form content is a direct response to TikTok's popularity. So Instagram, YouTube is trying to compete head to head with TikTok because um, they don't want them to take over as the dominant social media platform. Yeah, I mean, obviously nobody uh, nobody wants that, right? Like it's traffic, traffic is, is everything, right? So we well, want the YouTube, attention of people, right? It used to be to, to rank on the first page of YouTube. When you would search in YouTube, this is, this is again, SEO, it's just YouTube SEO. If you wanted to rank on the first page of, of YouTube, you had to have on average 14 and 14 minutes and 31 seconds. That's what it took on average to rank on the first page of Google results. Now you look at it today and it's way different. And this is again, exactly to your point, you, you don't need to have long form content anymore on any of these platforms because the world adapts. So you just have mm -hmm. to you know keep up with it because it'll yeah. change next year. It'll be different. Whatever it is this year, the answers will be different. This is why, again, why people hire folks like me who study this stuff. We, we study it and try to keep current because it's always changing. And it's hard when they have now um, artificial intelligence involved because artificial intelligence allows them to adjust faster. It used to be, you know, you could set it and forget it. And Google still does that. They have one algorithm. We study it. They put stuff out. We study it. We try to figure it out. And then uh, just when we start to get good at it, usually they 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 make the change. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, I guess uh, they when uh, it's not you only, right? So a lot of people start figuring it out, and then it's oh, there's right, innovation, right? right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. But uh, you know, going back to like what I'm doing to content, because I kind of want to hear like what you have to say about this. So, like what I'm doing, uh, I'm focusing on on the short video, and uh, and then with that, that's what I use for for everything. So I record content. I send it to my video team. My video team cut, uh, cuts it out, it, it puts it as, as efficient as possible, doing 60 seconds or less. Uh, and, and then I take that, I put the transcript on order AI or I, I put the video in order AI to get the transcript. Then the transcript, I put it on chat GPT to make me uh, make it uh, a, a nice cohesive post. Uh, and then I make it my own, right? Like I make touch it up and stuff. And then I use that as the caption for LinkedIn. So I give people the 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 written post so you don't even have to click on the video and then i make the video short so it's easy to load it's six it's less than six is less than a minute right so that way the file is not too big and that way i can it, when you uh -huh. load it on linkedin are you loading it directly on linkedin or native you native it on youtube yeah okay yeah so we yeah, call yeah. that native so you're noting you're loading it natively okay natively yeah and, and then um so i do that and uh and then i engage a lot Right. Yeah. Like I spend yeah. as much time as I can engaging. I have a couple of people that we already have like this deal, like you engage to me, I engage to yeah, yours. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then that kind of help us to kick things up. Uh, and, and, and that, and then I post, I copy paste the same thing and I, I post it on groups too. So I have a couple of groups that I post in that way to, to get more uh, visibility. Right. And then get to me. And then given that I'm doing short video content, then it's just like, you know, I do the same thing and I just put shorter captions usually on Instagram or like in TikTok and then on Facebook reels too. So I, I just go and like, I have this content and I just repurpose it on YouTube shorts everywhere. Right. Because no, that's, that's, that's how you, that's how you do it for sure. 
let me give you guys a couple suggestions, actionable tips on this. And food, this is something for you to try because I don't know with your LinkedIn algorithm, which is going to be better. I know for me, even with short videos, I don't get as, as good a response as if I load it on YouTube and then have the link to the YouTube, right? In so the it comments. used to be you could play the video right there on LinkedIn. They stopped doing that. You got to go over to YouTube. But anyways, I get a better um, I get a better response rate from across the board for me when I put the, so I loaded, I load everything on YouTube. The reason why I load it on YouTube and not Vimeo, by the way, everybody wants to know why not Vimeo because the same company that owns Google owns YouTube. And I cannot be dogmatic about this, but I, I will tell you my best hypothesis is that they are promoting those videos on YouTube over any other video source. So that's why I do that. Well, like, here's they? another, here's another actionable tip. And this is, regardless of whether you load it native or load it on YouTube. When you are getting the Otter transcripts, which is smart, you definitely want to do that. If you load them as um, closed captions on your, so you have the script on your videos, that is a huge upside and here's why. The overwhelming majority of people that are watching these videos are doing it, <laughs> they're doing it when they're supposed to be doing something else. So the sound's off. So if you uh, have closed captions on your videos, your you'll find that your watch rate and the the time that they watch it. So the watch time will go up. Now, if you want to monetize your YouTube like I have, right, so you can make a little extra money, that becomes important because everybody thinks getting the following is the hard part of monetization on YouTube, and it's not. That's the easy part. Getting the watch time up that especially with short-term content this is one advantage of having longer videos like if when i have an hour long video or two hour long videos and i can get like 100 people to watch them my watch time goes up right if you get them watch the whole thing but um but you definitely want watch time up that's the harder so if you again close captions it's a big that's a big deal and it yeah and now linkedin um and every social media now they have even natively you can like add captions edit them yeah. So they call them it, the SRT files. So if you add the SRT file in, or what I do is I just build it in the video, so I don't have to worry about. You know, me too. I have a video, a video team, and, they, yeah. and so then I just turn off auto captions because now you know LinkedIn just automatically adds right. captions if you don't turn it off, like yeah. automatically. So now well, I just they're doing that because they know the value that it adds, right? But you want to make sure, especially what you were talking about, which I completely agree with. We call this. Um, curating your content so when you're taking one video and using it on many different platforms which is smart because you don't have to recreate the wheel i will tell you this another actionable tip all right when you are going to take the same video and put it on multiple platforms if you can devise you can use a content calendar or something come up with a system where you're not using the same content on the same platform on the same day so you're mixing yeah up so stagger stuff. them right like yeah, just... because if i'm let's say this i'm following you on youtube instagram and linkedin and i think that's actually true now i know i'm following you on instagram and linkedin for sure i think also on youtube so i think that's true if i see the same stuff from you on the same day on the same platform i'm going to start to go well, why do i need to follow them on all three because it's the same thing. You know what I mean? But you, most of you, hopefully by now, are sophisticated enough to know the algorithm doesn't show you everything. It has to pick and choose. That's what the algorithms are designed to do, to, to try to figure out 
what it is that you're wanting to see the most so that you don't leave. That's the goal of the algorithm. Most people don't understand that, but that's what it is supposed to do. Okay. So if I've already seen one of your videos and one of the other things, the odds are with the algorithm, I'm probably not going to see that the next time you post it on that other platform. That's what's cool about that. So you mix it up so that they don't think like, huh, I just saw Foo's video three times today. I, I, you know what I mean? I don't need that. This mm -hmm. is a way for you to help encourage your following to follow you on multiple platforms. No, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree, and that's what I was, uh, I've been doing uh, with my clients and stuff that I manage social media. I, I do that. I like, okay, yeah. so, uh, let me, let me, if I'm gonna post in like the the company page or content like different things, it's like let me just stack. Like I already have this content, so I might as well just like put this one here, put this one there, and then like you know interchange it. So definitely, I'm definitely applying that. Sometimes I do. Like, look, this is what I have right now. So I'm going to just put it everywhere. And, yeah, and like, look, so. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Look, I could give you advice all day long. It's, you know, putting it to practical application. In other words, you know, doing what you know you should do is different than not knowing. So you've got to learn what you should do. And then you've got to actually be disciplined to do it. And trust me, I don't yell at anybody because I also have some of the same issues. Like, this is all I have ready. So I'm going with it because anything's better than nothing sometimes. Yeah. So no, you know, like this, this is, this has been great, right? Like you just spit out like so much knowledge. I made a couple of notes and stuff and you know, it, it's, uh, it's something that is extremely important. I, I really like the perspective too, to like, you know, giving me, give us, giving us those numbers of, uh, like, Oh, LinkedIn being top 20, I would have bet like a lot of money. I was like, no, they have to be top 10. I would say top five. Yeah, I talk to might... people all the time that are surprised by that, and especially with the American proportion. A lot of people think that there's a lot more Americans on LinkedIn than there actually are on there. It's only 30%, and that's best case scenario. So you have 300 million in total. It's really about 90 million or so that are Americans, and the rest are from other places on a month on a regular monthly basis. I'm not saying that only 90 million people have an account. It's more than that, but um, but active they're not, users they're, they're not actually on it, right? So they're not seeing it. So if you go, well, I only want to reach, you know, CEOs or I only want to reach C level, you know, C suite people. Then even smaller. Yeah, and we could talk about this too. Look, sometimes you don't have to go after the person directly. You can go after people that they know. So like maybe they're not on Facebook or they're not on Instagram, but their friends or their children or their spouse, a significant other, whatever is. And so that's where I talk to people. Demographic, look, demographics is super port important, but it isn't everything because we all know people who are in other demographics. And if they know that we're looking for, you know, somebody to help us with our branding, for example, and, you know, I don't do that, but I know Fu does. And I see something on a platform, you know, I could say, hey, have you, have you heard of Fu? Reach out to Fu. They can help you. You know, that's the secondary, that's that secondary, you know, so I try to tell people like, don't ignore platforms just because you think your demographic isn't on there at all. But I also say, be careful who you think is on your, your preferred, like it, it's this way. It comes down to consumer or producer mindset. When I ask people why they only use LinkedIn, the number one answer that I hear back is because it's the only one I like, right? I'm like, great, but you're here to sell stuff, right? I mean, they don't always want to admit that.
But that's the truth, right? There's a lot of people they're trying to sell on LinkedIn, and it's okay. It's part of commerce. You got to have people to sell stuff if you're going to have people to buy from, right? Service providers. So, yeah. <laughs> cautionary tale. You know, not everybody on LinkedIn is from America, and LinkedIn is nowhere near the top of the heap when it comes to monthly active users, which is important. So, you know, Facebook doesn't have good organic reach. LinkedIn, frankly, doesn't have good organic reach anymore either. But if you start looking at YouTube, I'll tell you this. This is another fact that will probably knock out of your chair. If I say, what is the best platform to reach American adults? Almost no one says YouTube. But that is the answer. It's 81% of American adults, 18 or over, use YouTube every month. 81%. And that's where you go to search to like how to do something, right? 100%. Like that's how you go everywhere. So, so that's why. Also, even, even on awful. websites, you don't go to YouTube. You go to somebody's website and you watch a video on their website. Well, guess where that web, that video is actually hosted on YouTube? So if you want to spend money advertising instead of you know spending money on LinkedIn where there's only 30% of the people are, are from America that have fit your your demographic by chance, if that's what you're look is if that's your geofence as American adults, your ads would go a lot farther. Look, there's more, there's over a billion instead of 300 million monthly active users, and 81% of your target market is using that platform. Yeah, and people go there to look for something that they will consume rather than scrolling, right? Uh, YouTube it's, is not yes. really scrolling platform. Yeah. Uh, like you can scroll a little bit on the side and stuff, but meanwhile, you're watching something anyway, right? Usually. So, well, I mean, for me, you know, YouTube is the is the number one for like content. And then for DM capabilities, Instagram is the, the best one, right? It's the easiest one. So that's kind of like banner, the two. Your thing. banner ads on YouTube videos are less less likely to be X'd out of and actually watched. So it, it gives you an opportunity to get that name recognition that you're looking for. And like me, I leave them on there and watch the video. I usually don't click them off because I know eventually it's going to pop up another one. I'm like, I might as well just have the first one. I just have it on there the whole time. Well, if it's an hour video and I have that banner on for a whole hour, by the end of it, I could tell you everything that banner says, whether I want to or not. Because it's where yeah. my mind's work. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So, that, I mean, think that, that's it's super powerful. Like That's why, I'm, you know, YouTube YouTube, and, and Instagram are a big focus. And then obviously LinkedIn, because LinkedIn was like my my biggest. And I mean, still kind of is. I mean, I'm pretty big in there. I have 9,000 9, followers, not, not like crazy. I just recently started getting more impressions by putting short video content and stuff. I recently, I think it, I hit, I, I'm on like almost 16,000 impressions in the last seven days. So I'm, yeah, try, I'm still trying to figure out uh, how to grow more, how to get more people. But I mean, I'm, I'm growing. I'm just, you know, uh, it's just, there's always room for improvement, right? And I'm always looking because, you know, I, I learn from what I'm doing for myself. I'm also I'm managing my clients, um, LinkedIn and then TikTok too. So that's why I like, um, I'm like, you know, going through the iterations, learning all these things. And that's what I was looking forward. That's why I reached out to you, to be honest. I saw you, it's like, damn, like he's connected to Saab. He has all his followers and stuff. Like I definitely, you know, I want to want to grow in this space. So uh, that's why I wanted to reach out and get you here. So thank you for for giving all this information because it's been great. And I, this is not, you know, I'm going to keep asking you stuff and I'm going to keep trying to uh, collaborate with you and stuff because I, I really, 
I really think that you're very, you're very smart. You're very articulated and that's something that I really enjoy. And uh, obviously you're doing things that I want to be able to, to do for me and my clients. So I think there's a lot of power here for collaboration, uh, especially because of our communities. We have a lot of communities that, that are so close together. So I'm excited to see where, where things go after this. Yeah. Well, I was happy to be here. I hope it was a help. <laughs> I hope I gave people some some things to think about and maybe do a little differently to get better results. Because that's, yeah, so that's ultimately the goal. I'll tell you this. I personally will never put all my eggs in one basket ever again, right? So I will never focus all my time on LinkedIn or Instagram. Look, I, truth be told, I love Instagram more because I do photography work and I make videos. So for me, it's actually a better, it's a better platform. Um, I don't do too much on TikTok because I'm... I'm a dad. I've got eight kids in full disclosure. So, you know, I don't, I feel like a little bit like I'm too old for TikTok in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, I am on there. I think the thing that people should remember is any of these platforms. Remember, you might not remember, but MySpace, when I was your age, I think, you know, MySpace was the dominant Facebook didn't exist. We thought that MySpace would be around forever. Everybody had one and, uh, and it's gone. So building up your, platform your profile on all these platforms helps to insulate you from the changes that you don't even know are coming down the pipe yeah uh and that's you know that diversify uh it's always great uh and and there's you can completely you can build something completely different too in a way right you always just you want to stay in brand and stuff but the communities are different right like the the, the response rate and stuff so yeah. that's why I, I love diversifying and that's why you know like for one of my clients david a perez he's a tax strategist and he was he's huge on facebook facebook is his biggest platform he has almost sixty thousand followers there engage people goes live all the time all that stuff then he's like, look, I want to grow Instagram because Instagram is not the status one, right? Like that's like the the business uh, card almost. It's like, oh, what's your Instagram? Like people right. for a long time, it kind of changing a little bit more. But for a long time, people ask for Instagram and I still kind of do it too. It's like, hey, what's your Instagram? Rather than just ask for a number. Because a number you can forget and stuff. I follow you on Instagram. You know, you post, I might see you, you know, again. And I don't have to remember. I, I can see you there. And, you know, there's so many capabilities that way. So that's why I, he was like, okay, I want to grow uh, uh, Instagram. He was growing there. And then he was like, oh, I don't know if I should be focusing on TikTok or stuff. And then I, I took over like his uh, YouTube and then his Instagram or his TikTok and then his LinkedIn too. So he had nothing going on on LinkedIn either. So I was like, look, your team is doing well over there, right? Like, you have a media team and stuff. You're dealing great. Let me let me handle this here. And now, like, I hit twenty thousand impressions in the last seven days for him today for the first time. Um, and and then I I in this last seven days I increased almost almost two thousand followers on TikTok because I got one video that I posted recently. And now right now it's a seventy eight thousand right now. It's I think uh close to seventy seventy nine thousand. For that one video, and then I post another one that's over twenty thousand. So that was just in the last couple of days too. So yeah. you see that 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 I grew that, and he was hands off. It was like give me access to your drive. So then all the videos that he's already creating for Facebook and Instagram, I'm just like they already yeah, edited, captioned, yeah. boom. Yeah. And then I I did that, and then I did SOPs, hand out the the YouTube to his team. So now I just manage the LinkedIn and the TikTok. I learned so much from him that I engage now knowing because I already know, right? So I I help with a couple of things. I don't go too deep, right? I just kind of go like surface level. Um, 
and then you know been growing like that way and then i i comment between each other's my pages reposts and stuff right and and that's how i've been able to to do this thing so you know i'm just looking to get deeper and deeper because i just think that content and publicity strategies is just the main thing that you can do right uh, i made a piece of content that building that strong brand with content and publicity strategies is like building a turbo engine but then paid ads are more like a nitrous bottle right like oh you pay for this you got this bottle you use it you boost a lot and then after that you kind of you know run out of it and you don't have it anymore so i'll tell you what i don't like about and this is something most people don't study okay so here's again another thing inside this world why i like organic and not paid there's a thing called bounce rate and bounce rate is when somebody clicks on the ad they go to your site you get charged for it so that's it but then they never engage with that page it loads but they don't hit you know expand read more watch a video they don't scroll they don't go to another page they just leave they call that bounce and on paid ads it's 80 90 is the bounce rate that's the industry standard it's that's so high it's so high and it actually hurts your ranking your serp on google google monitors your bounce rate so if you have a high bounce rate it's unhealthy they go well this content must not be very good because people keep leaving so what i encourage you with what you're doing and why it's so important is it's the exact opposite from social media it's the exact opposite when they click on an organic result uh result from google the bounce rates are much much lower in fact it's usually the inverse somewhere between 10 to 20 percent bounce rate when you're doing it organically so by people investing the time and the effort whether they're doing it or somebody like you and i is doing it for them the organic stuff, you get much more out of it in the long run. It is not as fast. So why do you do – I love what your analogy with the NOS. It's like a shot of NOS, and it's exactly right. It can help you hit that number. Like If I have 30 days because from today to the event is in 30 days, I'm using PPC, okay? I just don't have time to build this organic following. Now, the opportunity cost is going to be – I know my bounce rate is going to be high. Okay, I can live with it. Because I got 30 days and it's got to go, right? But if you give me a year and say, hey, we want to see gradual growth and we want a healthy growth, I'm going to utilize almost all of my resources, if not all, on organic methods. But the email campaigns, the social media campaigns, you know, being on podcasts and being a part of networking events and stuff like that, that's going to build natural traffic that will be more interested. Really what I want them to do if I have my preference is I want them to see like seven to 10 of my posts before they ever go to the website and people go, why don't you want them there as soon as possible? I go, I don't. And here's why, because as they see my posts and I can educate them a little bit each time, the trust factor grows. So they're more likely to tolerate slow load times, or maybe the information isn't exactly where they thought it should be or they didn't quite understand the way I phrased it, they're much more likely not to bounce. And they're much more likely to become, hit the the contact button for me is the most important thing on my website. Some people are in the e-commerce space and it's just, you know, buy this ticket or buy this product, buy my book. I just launched a book with SAB, right? So a lot of our partners are in on that book. You can buy it hardcover, 30 bucks. Soft cover, I think is 15, 99, something like that. Anyways, on Amazon. So that's on my website. But for me, the most important one is contact me contact us is what it says right 
That's to me the most important thing. But they're less likely to hit that if they go right away. They don't know Ira yet. I imagine anybody who watches this show and why I do these shows, after seeing this, they're much more likely to do that now because like, oh, this guy actually knows a little bit about this, anyways. You know what yeah, I mean? and that, that's why that's the power of of the content and publicity strategies again, right? Yeah. Because yeah. especially people are looking like podcasts and stages because there's so many bullshit artists. That when the, you see this, right, people can see this interview. This is raw, right? This is going right. to get so the edited is going to be so little, like it's very minor uh, that that you can really see and kind of feel a person through through a podcast, through stage, all these different yeah. things. So that's why it's more like that's why I like it, because it shows that the real and authentic self a lot more than than social media on like pictures and stuff like you don't get it. Right. And if you see someone featuring an article, you don't really get the feeling. Right. Like you just get, oh, like there's some good information. Cool. But it's just that feeling of of, of that you're not a bullshit artist. Right. Like it, it, you sound like, a, you know, you're a real person and I can hear yeah. you and and be real so well, that's yeah. why like even when you said, hey, would you like to come on my show? I said, perfect. Let me see what let me see your show. Right. So I went and I and I watched a few of them because that's what I wanted to know. Like, is this, you know, just a guy pushing product? Right. They're five. Usually those shows are five minutes long. They're pretty canned. You could tell that they did everything. They massaged everything to make it just perfect. And like you didn't send me these questions ahead of time. You didn't even know necessarily what my answers were going to be, which is awesome. Right. So here we are. We're having a conversation. This is my favorite way to do this because, Same. again, it allows people to see inside the mind and get an idea there are people who don't like me and it's perfectly fine right and they can go work with another vendor that's i prefer that like if we don't get along if our styles don't mesh then i would rather you have somebody that you like and i hope it works for you right i can tell you exactly why i do what we do i was just talking to a client earlier today i know we got to wrap this up but i was talking to a client <laughs> earlier today and we're doing some things different right now this month than we were doing in december and he was like, hey, how come we switched? And here's an example. I'll give you a quick example. We were doing four blogs a month for him, 750 words each. We just changed. Now we're doing two blogs at 1,500 words each. doesn't seem like a big change, but it's a huge change. And here's why. What we learned with the data that came out from 2022 on Google is to make the first page of Google on average, your content needed to be at least 1,447 words across any industry, any vertical, any topic. So I'm like, why would I want to put out four blogs a month at 750 words when they don't have a puncher's chance of making the first page on Google, especially when you go back to the stats I gave you earlier, there's 75% of people won't go to page two. If it's not on page one, it's irrelevant, right? So we changed the content strategy to 1,500 words to help satisfy that change in Google's algorithm. And that's why we changed. I made, I made notes of that because that's something yeah. that, that is something powerful. Anybody that I hear doing blogs, I mean, Jason is doing, but Jason, I think Jason changed. Maybe, I don't know if you gave him the, the tip or something, but he changed and he started making his blogs longer. Yeah. And now he he has like a whole like affiliate thing going on in his blogs and stuff. Like he, he yeah. built that monster. Like I saw him literally from zero to like what it is right now because Another I, I, yeah. Another so. thing that plays in when you go do these podcasts or anything they call interactive media, the the PDF carousals like on LinkedIn, put those in your blogs too because Google is is rewarding. They're giving extra credit for having the um, intermediate interactive media as part of the blog post. So it's not just the written text. 
Now, don't do the opposite because this is what I'm seeing a lot of people doing too. They've got a page full of nothing but videos, no written content. Look, when you get indexed by Google, they only give you credit for, keyword credit for, your written words. And it, it has to be in the HTML tags that's your headings and the regular paragraph text. It has to be both. And the third part of that, which most people don't understand, the metadata. But again, I could yeah. I could go on and on and on. But Yeah, last thing, on, you know, uh, if you already have the video, like we say earlier, Go to other AI, get the transcript, maybe 100%. use ChatGPT too to kind of like make sure that you polish it, then go read it, fix it up a little with Grammarly, yeah. and that's it. Like you already have the video. That's why I love video because right yeah. now, for example, we can do like two articles out of this fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Right. I do that. But, Look, every single podcast that I do, I do exactly what you just said. I go to other AI, I get it transcribed. I have my team rewrite it so that it's all it all meshes, and then we put them out as articles, and then guess what I do? I'm going to tag you and your website in it. I'm going to give you backlinks because I understand the power of backlinks. And, Perfect. Uh, and so I'll send you, I'll make sure that I give you the, the, yeah. the, the drive. So I'll give you, I'll give you the drive. So I'll send it to you. So that way you can grab it even prior to even release it and everything. And, we, and obviously, you know, that I'm going to share it. I'm going to do content on it. So yeah, I knew that I was a good thing. idea. How I'm going to be promoting <laughs> this on every platform. It's going to be on my media kit. I mean, all of it. Why? Because that's, that's what you should be doing. Look, if you're on these podcasts, that's what you should be doing with your content. 100%. Yeah, this them like, look, we're gonna have to do more content because there's like, yeah. there's so much that you want to say. There's so much that I still want to say. Right, like this, this has been the I'm longest looking at conversation. The clock going, I know he wants to get out, but there we could keep going for sure. Yeah, and like, I mean, I it's not that I want to. I'm trying to be mindful of the audience here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, the audience, like, really, like after this, but. You know what? Like we're gonna do more content. I know, like we vibe. Like I can feel it. Like there's a lot of potential here. So I look forward for that. So where I, where are you located? Are you in SoCal? No, I wish. Uh, but because <laughs> I've never been there, but I heard great things about it. And uh, if you ever come out this way, let's get together, man. Oh no, for sure. No, no doubt, no doubt. I have so many people in SoCal. Like when I go there, I'm gonna have to take some time to like really see a lot of people. I'll probably yeah. do an event or something because it's just gonna be so many people. So. Damn, like you know what? You know, All right, the next, thank you. Thank the you next for coming. Event that I host out here, I will invite you to it. Perfect. I do, uh, I do I these love. supercharger events. So I have a stage, people speak, we go live, and they, you know, they can sell their books or whatever at it too. But, anyways, they're fun. So, yeah, um, I, I'm going deep into also like I'm, I'm building my talk. You know, I'm, I'm doing all those things because, you know, I know this is the power, right? Content and publicity strategies is the thing. And my yeah. clients have been killing it. And now I'm catching up, right? Because I've been doing this for two years and seven months about. So so now it's like my clients been doing it for so long. And like, you know, Jason, for example, and, and now I'm catching up, right? Like, oh, like I did this for my clients and now I'm going to talk about it and, and yeah. do those things. So, yeah, yeah this, this I'm excited. I'm excited for for keep uh, keep building with you. So. Um, I just want to say, like, you know, thank you. Thank you for taking the time again. This was, a, you know, long, the longest podcast that I've recorded. But, I mean, super packed, super powerful. There's a lot of things that's going to come out of this. So, I'm excited for that. And, and uh, yeah, so, that was time there. You know, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for having me. Look, I I don't come on all of the shows that invite me because I don't necessarily like their format. But when I saw your format, I was like, yeah, I'm in. So, happy to be here. Perfect. So this was Ira Bowman and Fu, and this is us signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. 
Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.